You're listening to Microbin Radio, progressively elevating the conversation. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Microbin Radio. And now, back to the Michael S. Robinson Show, right here on Microbin Radio. Hi there, welcome back to the show. Hope you got some good tips on that interviewing process that one does on the dreaded telephone. Don't forget, smile. It makes a big difference when it comes to communicating your thoughts, your intentions, your skill sets, and your experience. My next guest is Coach Michael Taylor. He's an irrepressible optimist with a passion for the impossible who has committed his life to empowering men and women to live extraordinary lives. He is the president and CEO of Creation Publishing Group, LLC, and author of seven books, a radio and television host. Welcome to the show, Coach Michael. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for the opportunity to share. I'm really excited to be here because we're talking about something that I'm really passionate about, which is entrepreneurship. And I'm really glad to be a part of your show. Hey, listen, I found you on LinkedIn and I absolutely thought we had a lot in common and a conversation with you on this show would be fantastic. So let's talk about it. Now, before we start, you've written about adversity, which is really what caught my attention to begin with, because, you know, out of adversity comes many positive things, depending on how somebody uh, approach adversity, right? And... Uh, Tell us a little bit about your story regarding adversity. Well, let's, let's, let's remember what Shakespeare said. Shakespeare said, nothing is either good or bad until you think it's so. And so back in the 80s, I was living the American dream. I had the house, the wife, the 2.5 kids and all of that. And by society standards, I was pretty successful. And then within about a six-year time frame, that dream turned into a nightmare. I went through a divorce a bankruptcy, a foreclosure, a deep state of depression. I was homeless for two years living out of a car. And so during the darkest period of my life, I received a miracle. And the miracle was this. I was sitting up late one night because I was too depressed to sleep. And I was looking across my room, and I noticed that every book on my bookshelf had something to do with getting rich or making money. And as I looked at those books, this question just popped in my head. And it was this, Michael, what if you took all the energy and effort you've used in trying to get rich and simply figure out how to be happy? Hmm. That simple question literally changed my life in an instant. Something in me shifted. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it was like my depression lifted. I had clarity. I knew somehow I was going to be able to put my life back together. Now... It wasn't a journey. It was a process. I mean, it's something that, a journey that I'm still on some 30 years later. But what I learned from that one simple statement was I had been focusing all of my attention on things outside of myself to be happy. Mm -hmm. But happiness is an inside job. And so I had to be willing to look deeply within my own mind and heart to figure out what it was that was keeping me from being happy. And so as a result of this journey that I've been on, I wrote a book called Adversity is Your Greatest Ally, How to Use Life Challenges as Stepping Stones to Live the Life of Your Dreams. And in that book, I sort of chronicle my journey. Very interesting. Now, how does faith or religion play a role in adversity, or does it in your case? Well, as a former atheist, 
it's interesting that we even have this conversation because having a connection or a relationship with something greater than yourself, I believe, is paramount to success. Now, you don't have to get caught up into dogma and doctrine of religion, but simply acknowledging that you are connected to what I call the divine energy and intelligence that created and is still creating this amazing universe that we live in. And when we develop an intimacy and a connection with this power, with what I call the source, then nothing is impossible for us. And not only does it give us access to this energy, but Put your heart and soul at ease as you're moving through life. Because if you recognize that you are the source of your happiness, your success, your joy, and as the source you're connected to the divine source, then there's absolutely nothing you can accomplish. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Very nicely said. I, I, I couldn't have put that better myself. That's brilliant. Now, how does one find one's purpose? And And the reason why I'm asking you this is because... Many people are going to be listening to what we're saying, and it sounds very, you know, beautifully packaged. And they're living in a place where, you know, uh, there's darkness, there's hopelessness, there is fear, right? Fear is a big thing that keeps us back from moving forward in life. How does one find one's purpose? Well, first of all, we've got to decide, first of all, that there, what I believe that we actually have what might be called two purposes. First, we have what's called an inner purpose and an outer purpose. Our inner purpose is to wake up to and recognize who we really are as human beings. And that is a process of self-introspection, self-discovery. It's a process of going within to recognize the limiting and defeating beliefs we have about ourselves. It's about coming to a place where we can truly embrace and love ourselves for who we are without any accomplishments. It's a, it's a process of getting to the core and essence of who you are. So that's the first purpose, is to wake up and discover who you really are. And when you do that, what you will discover is that you have some unique gifts and talents that you showed up with. And I really believe that our purpose is encoded in our DNA. And we can actually wake up to it. And so when we do that inner work, discover who we really are, then we look for the outer purpose. The outer purpose is when we take our unique gifts and talents and apply them to make the world a better place. For example, I never dreamed of being a writer or a speaker. But through this process of this journey that I went on, I discovered that I have the unique gift of writing and speaking. So... My inner purpose was to wake up to those gifts, and then what I do is I take those gifts and I share the lessons that I learned through my writing and my speaking with others, and I'll empower others to do the same thing. Therefore, I have found my purpose, which is to empower, to educate, motivate, and inspire people to transform their lives from the inside out. And speaking directly to your point, when you're right smack dab in the middle of adversity, And, for example, like I mentioned, I was homeless for two years living out of a car. The reason I was able to move through those challenges was the fact that I was able to do two things. Number one, trust my inner wisdom. Mm -hmm. Trust my intuition. Allow it to guide me. The second thing I was able to do was to use my imagination. To begin imagining myself coming out of that dark place that I was in. Because imagination is the foundation of creation. 
And so when I began seeing myself moving through all the adversities that I had, slowly but surely I was guided to certain things that, that challenged me to grow, transform, and ultimately put my life back on track. Hmm. Very nice. How do you stay motivated and inspired? Because we as human beings have mood swings. We can wake up one day and feel completely energized and motivated and driven. And another morning we wake up and we're feeling like, huh, you know, I don't want to do anything today. How do you stay motivated and inspired consistently? Well, if, if a person is willing to really do that inner work that I'm talking about, I believe we tap into the creative impulse of the universe. Some people would call it the Spirit of God. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But I believe that when we truly tap into that, we literally connect with uh, what some people might call arrows, which is the energy of the divine, which is the creative spark that drives the universe. So for me, my foundation of everything I do is based on spirituality. And so every morning I have a couple of practices that I do. Number one, I'm a firm believer and proponent of meditation and being willing to quiet the mind, to tune into and connect to that still, small voice within me. Number two, I believe in contemplation. And there's a guy named Mike Dooley who puts out what's called the Notes of the Universe. You ever hear that guy? Never heard of him before, but I'll check him out. Yeah, his name is, his name is Mike Dooley, and every morning he sends out this email called the Notes from the Universe. And he puts some very profound wisdom in these notes. And every morning... What I do is I do my meditation, and I simply contemplate some of the amazing uh, spiritual insights that he shares. And so by having that connection to source, to spirit, it keeps me fired up and motivated. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely, right? I completely agree with that as well. You're speaking my language, sir. Now, let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurship, because I know that that's your passion. It certainly is mine. It has been for over three decades. Um and, you know, one of the things that I, I have been passionate about was ensuring small businesses in particular's success because, as you know, it is the backbone of this country's economy and it is also one of the greatest sources of our GDP. Uh, yet, a lot of small businesses fail on a consistent basis. I mean, they're more created and more, most fail before the year is up. What is the main reason from your perspective and your observation that causes so many small businesses to fail and not thrive and grow? Well, a couple of things. First of all, I think a lot of people that start businesses have no idea the mechanics of what it takes to run a business. Say, for example, you've got this amazing um, software engineer. He's a genius with software. He can develop apps. He can do all this. So he has an idea. He wants to start a company. Well, he has absolutely no background in business. So what does he do? He goes out and he tries to bring in all the people to help him put the pieces together to run his company. But a lot of people that are entrepreneurs don't have the mindset and the understanding and the acumen to run a business because no matter how passionate you may be about something, if you don't understand the full mechanics of running a business, ultimately you're going to fail. And so that's one reason. Another reason, and I think even more so, is that a lot of entrepreneurs are very, very smart at what they do, but 
unfortunately, our educational system doesn't teach us about who we really are. Our educational system doesn't challenge us to look within our own hearts and minds to see what might keep us from being successful. Now, as an entrepreneur, you understand what a SWOT analysis is, right? Absolutely. Weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Mm -hmm. Well, I think all entrepreneurs must do a SWOT analysis on themselves. What are your strengths? For example, what are your gifts and talents? What are you really good at? What are your weaknesses? Mm -hmm. What are the opportunities for you to express yourself? And what are the threats? You know, and so too many times I think entrepreneurs think that, okay, I've got this great idea, I'm going to start this company, but they don't understand the mechanics of running a business. And the other thing that happens is that they oftentimes don't uh, recognize the right people to hire to fill in the gaps where the weaknesses are are evident. Because a lot of entrepreneurs come to the table knowledgeable of the business model, how it's run, but then maybe they're not very good with new business development or sales, or maybe they're not very good at certain parts of the operational function of the company, or even spotting who their target market is or target audience is, or even understanding how to create a strategic uh, business plan moving forward for the next five years and set benchmarks and things like that. So it's it's very important to understand, like you said, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and where you are weak. Make sure you hire people who are strong and bring that knowledge to the table and you are receptive to it. Because a lot of times entrepreneurs are threatened, you know, if somebody tells them, hey, you know, I think this is a bad idea. Maybe you should do it this way. They can take it in the wrong way. So being able to be open to other people's uh, ideas and bring that added value to the company is key moving forward. We're running out of time. We have so many things to talk about, but I, I wanted to ask you, what is Moonshot Goal? <laughs> well, you remember back in the 60s when, when, when John F. Kennedy declared that he was going to put a man on the moon and everybody thought he was absolutely insane. And yet, despite the fact that he didn't get a chance to see it happen, America got behind him with his vision of this, this, this moonshot, which was landing on the moon. As an entrepreneur, we should have moonshot goals, which on the outside might look impossible. But if we pay attention to that still, small voice within us, that vision that we have for our company, then it's our responsibility to figure out how to bring that to reality. And so too many times you hear people say, well, be realistic. Well, I say only you can determine what's real or not, what's realistic or not. And having a moonshot goal is something that's going to cause you to really stretch in all areas of your life. Hmm. Matter of fact, if, if the division the doesn't scare you, it's probably not big enough. So shooting, so shooting for the moon then, that's what you're saying. Exactly. Shooting for the moon, having something that most people think isn't possible because, once again, it comes back to spirituality. Right. Yeah. Because I believe that ideas... Michael, I'm going to have to have you back because we're running out of time, sir. But thank you so much, Coach Michael Taylor, for being with us this morning. Thank you, sir. All my best to you. All right. Take care. We'll be right back here on The Michael S. Robinson Show. Don't go anywhere. 